What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. And as always, I am your host, Mike Milner, and I am back with a solo episode after having a couple amazing guests on. And I've got some great interviews lined up for you guys. But today, I wanted to jump on and talk about a topic that I posted on social media and it got a ton of just engagement. So this was the a post that I made about how in nutrition, we are consistently seeing people having these conversations that are pretty irrelevant. And, you know, I, I made this post, it was like, let's stop having the wrong conversations. And what I mean by that is you see all over the place when it comes to nutrition that we argue over the methodologies. We argue over what diet is best or what eating style is best. And we have these back and forth conversations uh, and we see people becoming so married to their dietary protocol that it literally becomes like a religion. And before I go into this concept, I do want to just help set the stage because as humans, it is in our nature to want to be a part of a group. Like we have, we evolved and have survived this long because of our ability to cooperate. So it is our nature as humans to want to feel like we belong to a group or a community. So it makes sense that we tend to, like with these nutrition protocols, we, we put labels on them and we identify with them. And it's like, you know, you're not following a keto diet, you're keto. And it's like, that is your identity. Or you're not following the carnivore diet, you're a carnivore and you're vegan. And, and you identify so strongly with your diet. And I wanted to say that I do understand as humans why we have the tendency to do this. However, it is very harmful when we keep putting these protocols up against each other and we have these argument arguments about what's best because it's doing a disservice to the general population who ends up more confused than ever. And if the ultimate goal is for all of us to get healthier and to feel better and to become better versions of ourselves, if we all want that for the general population and we're all on the same page with that, we're really doing a huge disservice to everybody out there who just wants some quality information but feels like they're constantly getting conflicting messages all the time, just being like bombarded with this diet is best, no, this diet is best, and people who become so passionate and married to their their nutrition, it, it literally becomes like a religion. And it also gives the impression that we have to choose a camp and I use this example of, if you remember back in the day, there was those you know taste commercials with Pepsi and Coke. It was like, what tastes better, Pepsi or Coke? And it was like a really well done marketing scheme to basically tell the consumer that they only have two options when it comes to their soda choices. Like these are the only two choices. We're trying to figure out what tastes better, Pepsi or Coke. And that's all you have to choose from. Even though there are a million different sodas out there, um, Pepsi and Coke were actually you know, doing this together. They were intentionally going back and forth with these ads to, to battle on which tastes better because they knew they would take all of the other players out and it would just be a two-man race. 
And this is kind of what happens when we consistently see these arguments about nutrition, about what diet is best. All of a sudden, the average consumer believes that they have to pick a camp, that there's only these options, like they have to choose keto or they have to choose vegan. And it doesn't leave any room for gray area or individuality at all. It like eliminates all of that and it kind of starts placing people into boxes. And that's so damaging because the only place to find long-term success is the gray area. It is the individual nature of nutrition that one size does not fit all, that we are all totally unique. Like our metabolisms are like our fingerprints and we cannot find success in somebody else's way of doing things. So these conversations that we're having, not only are they confusing, not only can they be uh, damaging psychologically and physiologically, but they make you believe that there's no room for an individual process that it's just, I have to choose one of these camps and I have to align myself with one of these ideologies. Um, and that couldn't be further from the truth. And I'm going to give you a perfect example. Um, so we even see people throwing out studies and information to support their arguments, which is fine. I love reading research. I think it can be very beneficial and help kind of guide where we go with things. But we also want to understand that there, that even the research on specific dietary practices and methodologies, there's going to be conflicting results within the research. So um, I was at a nutrition seminar over the weekend, and there was a person in attendance who asked about fasting and said, are there any health benefits to fasting? And um, the guy giving the seminar had some great information, was like, you know, when it comes to, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, then calorie balance and energy balance is always going to reign supreme. So it doesn't necessarily matter when you eat. As long as you're in a calorie deficit, you're going to lose weight. Um, if you're fasting and you're only eating in a four-hour window, let's say, but if you're eating more calories than you're burning, you're still going to gain weight even though you're doing some intermittent fasting. And then he went on to talk about how um, you know extended fasts like 24, 48 hours have shown to have some health benefits when it comes to, you know, gut health, when it comes to, um, you know, cell autophagy. And, um, you know, some people report better focus. Some people report um, a psychological benefit from fasting because, you know, the, the going through the practice of, um, you know, sitting with your hunger and realizing that it's not an emergency feeling hunger and that you can actually have some discipline and avoid food, all these things, right? All these benefits. And so, you know, taking that information, somebody might think, okay, then fasting is a great protocol. Um, it has health benefits and, and I should do it. Um, then on the flip side of that, there was just a study recently published that showed that fasting could potentially be an early indication for binge eating behaviors and possibly bulimia. So now there's this other study that's connecting fasting with disordered eating behaviors and saying that there was a strong correlation between those who restricted or those who um, abstained from food for, you know, 24, 48 hour period were more likely down the road to binge eat or have an eating disorder. So now all of a sudden it, it looks like fasting is not very helpful. So the point is that you can have two studies showing different outcomes re related to health. And remember, when we talk about health, we have to look at it as an all-encompassing sphere. It's not just physical health, but it's mental health and social health and emotional and spiritual and all these things. So we can have one study that is showing 
a benefit to one aspect of health and another study showing that it's a detriment. Um, The bottom line is we have to make these decisions based off of our own individual needs. We're not going to ever, I don't believe in our lifetime that we're going to see any sort of evidence that there is one best practice when it comes to nutrition, that there's one diet that fits all, that everybody will thrive on. And I think that this is where we're having the wrong conversation that, you know, we have the keto camp versus the high carb camp and the then we have like the carnivore versus vegan and we have all these different debates and arguments and and it's just causing more confusion and it is forcing people to feel like they have to align with a certain nutrition ideology. And that couldn't be further from the truth. And we're trying to, and when I say we, I mean myself and my team and the community of people and everybody who listens to this podcast, like we're trying to get this message across that it is truly an individual process, that we cannot find success in someone else's way of doing things, that we have to Find what makes us feel our best, what you know allows us to become the best version of ourselves, something that supports our lifestyle. We have to factor in our mindset, our daily habits, what we're trying to accomplish, and look at it truly as a blank slate for an individual. And then we can start to put the pieces together to fit what you're trying to accomplish. So, you know, when we take a client through the onboarding process, like we have to analyze and assess every aspect of their life from their background, their diet history, um, you know, from their past nutrition and training programs to what they're trying to accomplish to what is their current mindset like? What are some, you know, psychological hurdles that they've been faced with or that they're currently facing? Um, You know, all these things, what is their personality type? Uh, You know, how flexible do they want to be in their approach? How often do they like to go out to drink or go out to eat? How social are they? These things are all important because we can't, you know, if we want to have something that's sustainable in the long term, something that is going to get us the result that we want, allow us to feel our best, but it's going to take us through the rest of our lives, then we really have to take this approach of everyone is unique, everyone is an individual. So um, having these different conversations about what practice is best, it's, it's just, it's wasting time, it's wasting energy, and it leaves people more confused than when they started. And that was one of the things that came up with within that nutrition seminar was so many people were like, well, you read one thing, And then you turn around and you read something that's completely counter to that. And it's like, well, who do I believe? And the reason is that so much evolves with with science, especially with um, nutritional science and, you know, the human metabolism is something that we don't fully understand. Uh, And then when you layer on the mindset side of things, the human brain is something that we really don't fully understand. So now we've got these, you know, two areas of science that are going to be constantly evolving and changing. And so... It's easy to see why you can you can have conflicting information, but understand that because we're all different, we're going to see individual variants across the board, even within a single study. So even if you had a study that shows like, you know, whatever nutrition protocol, let's see what the results showed, um, you're going to see results all over the board. And then the study is going to report the averages. So somebody who wants to use that to confirm their argument, 
um, something like you know using confirmation bias to get a point across, they're going to report, oh, look what this study showed. But that study is only reporting the averages. It's not talking about the individual variants that existed within that study itself. And then we have to factor in all of the other body of evidence and literature involved on that topic. So something like fasting, um, you're going to find results all across the board. And it just depends. The answer is always it depends. Uh, we really want to understand that it's easy to get caught up in what someone else is doing. And it's easy to want to fit in to a specific group and be a part of, you know, oh, well, you know, so-and-so, my, my neighbor, my best friend, um, they're doing keto and they're having success with it. So I want to do that because I want to fit into that group and I want to do what they're doing and I want to have the success that they're having. Well, first of all, the success that they're having might be short-lived. They might not be able to sustain it. So you might be seeing a snippet in time that they're able to stay consistent, but it might not be the best fit for them. And then second, what works for them is not going to work for you. So again, it's hard to stay out of these conversations because they're so prevalent and we see it all over the place. And you know, I'm not sure, maybe I'm alone in this, but like literally every time I look at social media, it's another kind of, you know, conversation or debate, uh, especially when you look at like some of the big names in the industry and then the comments section, it's like a back and forth about, you know, who's right and who's wrong and people, you know, calling each other names and all this, cra it's, it's crazy, but it just leaves the general population more confused. And when you're confused and when you're overwhelmed and you don't know where to look and you don't know what information is accurate, it leaves you stuck without doing anything at all. And the only way that we can find our own path is by trying, is by experimenting, is by you know leaning into those individual variables and trying to figure out what makes you feel your best. And you know when you look at your diet history, there's a lot of clues there. There's a lot of information there. There's a lot of what doesn't work. And that's one of the things that I go through on like an intake call. If I have um, a new client, we'll go through that process of past diets and what they learned through that process. Because a lot of times you feel like a failure. You feel like, well, I just couldn't be consistent with this. And it's like, well, there's a really good reason why. Let's unpack that and let's figure out and let's come to a conclusion about what you learned through that process. And now you know, you have that information now to do things better the next time. And so, you know, my history, it, you know, I talk about it a lot, but I've literally tried every diet you can imagine. And each experience, while it left me feeling worse about myself at the time, I'm able to look back and pull pieces from different programs of, uh, you know, now I know what to look for. Now I can spot red flags right away. Now I know, you know, what things don't work for me. And I was able to pull out some positives from different experiences and understand, you know, certain things that do work well for me. So um, every single experience is just a learning opportunity and it helps you along that path of finding your own individual way. Um, the best, most efficient way that we do this is, is literally by going through that whole process for each individual but then also understanding your personality type um, because that's going to help us from a consistency standpoint and from uh, the way that your brain is wired. Once we know that, we can start to see you know, some of the strengths and weaknesses from a mindset perspective. And that's, you know, when we start there, it makes everything else so much easier. If we can start with the mindset, the way that you're wired, your personality type, that sort of thing, uh, it just makes everything else fall into place a lot easier because 
we can set the framework for what consistency looks like and we can create awareness over some of those mindset hurdles. So some of the tendencies that you might have, it could be, you know, some negative coping mechanisms or using certain things as an outlet or as an emotional release. And we start to create awareness, which allows you to become, um, you know, just more, um, more aware through the process to make change, to make productive change and, and provide or um, apply better coping mechanisms. You know, in that example, it's just creating the awareness is the first step to creating long-term sustainable change. And so when we know these things about you, it just makes that process so much more efficient. So this is my way of saying to stop listening to the noise about what diet is best or what everybody else is doing or, you know, all these debates that you see online. Just understand that you are an individual. You have individual needs. What works for you is not going to work for somebody else. What your neighbor is doing or your friend is doing or your family member is doing is pretty irrelevant when it comes to you. Um, so the best approach is understand your individual needs, learn through each experience, um, and just keep kind of as you evolve, we just keep adding layers to the process. So we build a foundation, we build sustainable habits, we create sustainable behavior change. And then as you move through different phases of life, it just becomes an easy pivot. We just change things a little bit based off of where you're at and what you're trying to accomplish through that new phase of life. So Thank you so much for tuning in. I know you have a lot of options when it comes to podcasts, and I appreciate you spending your time with me. And if you can please share the Mind Over Macros podcast with your friends and family, help the show grow. You can also leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes or take a screenshot of the episode and tag me on social media at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. That's on Instagram. DM me with any questions, and I will talk to you guys soon.